Hey, Coaches Cup listeners, Sonia here, and I just want to tell you this week's winner of the Coaches Cup mugs. This week, we have two new winners. There is Shell Bell MN, Shell Bell MN, and sorry, hang on, FL, I, I assume it's Florida Girl. C-Y-N, Florida Girl Sin. So if you are Shell Bell M-N or Florida Girl Sin, then you need to email me, Sonia, S-O-N-Y-A, at SoniaGreenCoaching.com, and I will get your mug shipped out to you. Let me know your address, uh, and we'll get those out to you within the next week. Also, from our, a couple of weeks ago, J.K. Wagner, I still haven't heard from you. So, J.K. Wagner, if you are listening today, then please go ahead and email me your address as well. Thank you all. We hope you enjoy these mugs, and we hope that you will, when you get your mug, take a picture of yourself and tag me, Sonia underscore green coaching on instagram and just judy on instagram that's j-u-s-t-j-u-d-i-e tag us on instagram and let us see you with your coach's cup mug and now here's this week's podcast good morning sonia (laughs) good morning judith (laughs) i'm judith fender one of the amazing coaches with the No BS Weight Loss Program, and welcome to the Coaches Cup. And I'm Sonia Green. I am a women's empowerment coach, and you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com. Sonia and I have a really interesting topic this morning. With the holidays coming, we wanted to talk about people-pleasing, right? Part two, <laughs> if you will. We have an episode from earlier in the year. And this is a more of a continuation of, you know, it's a kind of a relationship thing. So we were talking and discussing that a relate, it's a relationship you have with yourself yes, and it's a relationship you have with others. Yeah. So it's twofold. And with keeping in mind that a relationship is where you relate to people, that's conversations y'all. So it's the conversations you have with others and the conversations you have with yourself. Yeah, just want us yeah. to keep that in mind as we talk about this. And yeah. you know, since this is my first time leading and now I'm aware that we didn't talk about the reviews and we'll go yeah. back and do that later. But yeah, this, I think this is important right now, especially because we are what a week, two weeks. I think when this drops, we're just mm-hmm. a week, maybe or two from Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And this is when. I don't know. It seems for me, and you can, you can answer this, Judith, if it feels that's way for you, but it seems like this is the time of the year when our coaching clients start really feeling the pressure of people pleasing. Right. And that feeling of pressure is coming from their thinking of all of the um, events that are coming up and all of the ways they're having this realization that they're not going to be able to say yes to everything. And that's bumping into their, to their head game on trying to please other people and not themselves. Yeah. And it's really exhausting when you feel like the world is on your shoulders and you have to make everybody happy. Oh my goodness. Let's talk about depleting some energy, right? I mean, that's your sign right there, y'all. 
If you're tired, <laughs> if you're yeah. exhausted, check yeah. in. Why are you doing? Why do you feel tired? Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the holidays really were not put there to punish us, but you know, all in so a row, yeah. all in a row like that. Yeah. But how many, how many people do you talk to during the holidays where, you know, it's almost to the point where they've come to dread it because they feel they have this obligation <sighs> to keep so many people happy. And that's what really, that's what made us decide it's time to have another episode where we really dig in, not just to a definition of what is people pleasing, but looking at signs if you are a people pleaser, because sometimes people don't even realize it. And then the causes and the effects of it. Mm -hmm. And we're going to try to help you have a holiday where your relationship with self and others, that game is up and feeling like a doormat is decreased. It's out. (laughs) Right. Where really where you see this is a season of self-care and self-love for yourself, because honest, I mean, this could be, this could be the beginning. This could be the middle of the, or the end. Yes. If you are taking care of yourself and showing up from a place of authenticity for love and joy for yourself first and others second, if you're sharing your happiness versus depleting the love, yes, then you're, you're not going to be dreading the holidays. So, all right. So what is people pleasing? Well, that's putting others needs ahead of your own. Yeah. And I love the thought offering to my clients because many of them know they'll say I'm a people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. And I'll say, well, why don't you just replace that with I'm a people manipulator. Just go straight there. Just take away people pleasing. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I'm a people manipulator, Coach Judith. How's that feel? Because that's what's going on. How do you know what other people want? How can you get in their head? Mm-hmm. And if, if we are all responsible for our own feelings, our own thoughts and feelings, and who are you to think that you can make someone else happy? Yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, that is really the key right there. I'm sorry, but folks, we don't even have that power. Nope. If it's up to me to please, every, I mean, you know, my husband and I together, we have six kids. Even just the six of them, let's not start talking about extended family. I can't even please the six of them. I can't even please just my husband. It's just not possible. And so if you take that off the table, Mm -hmm. it's already, (laughs) it makes me feel better. Right. Like when you said six kids, I was like, wow, Sonia, I don't know that I even realized that. I know when you stack them all up, right? Yeah, that's a lot. Uh huh. But we we can only please ourselves, and we'll get into that in a minute. But but some signs that you might be a people pleaser. Oh my word! I'm going to have to tell you when, you know, there's like the the list, right? You can go to Psychology Today or when anxiety or depression. Holy smokes. That one knocked me right in the face. Cause y'all know I, I do have, have anxiety issues. In fact, when we decided that I, I was going to do the intro, I had an immediate like psh, anxiety response, but that's, that's one, like if you're checking in with your feelings. Yes. Do you, do you feel anxious? Are you avoiding things, avoiding people? Yeah. I, that, that avoidance one, man, I, I get onto myself. I'm, quicker to, to notice that than anything anymore. If I'm in avoidance mode, if you feel guilty about saying no to Mm -hmm. something or not doing something, 
Right. And, and resentment's a big one as well. If you feel yeah. resentful, holy smokes, that's a hot one. Yeah. I, if you apologize a lot, this is one that I have worked on, especially with my female students, you know, outside of the classroom, mm-hmm. it's, it's not something that has anything to do with English, with technical professional writing at all. But I see so many female students who just apologize for everything. Right. And, you know, I think for so long, and we'll, we'll go there with the Southern girls. We can't yes. speak for the, for the Northern ladies or the Western ladies where we believe this was part of our culture. Well, I kind of can, because, you know, I taught in, at a university in Philadelphia for a while and, and I did not see it there. Mm, I, I can definitely, and that doesn't mean that it, that nobody, right, 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 right. Right. <laughs> I'm not no, saying that it's more common Yes, here in the South to apologize. Like, I, you know, it, for the longest time, I would just catch myself saying it, but I'm sorry, you were, you were saying, no, it's just, that's one that, that I notice a lot and try to work on with the women that I teach because, you know, they'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, well, what, why are you sorry? What, what part of that did you cause? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I didn't, but I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, stop, stop. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing so much. <laughs> They're so on autopilot yes, for doing things for others that doesn't even register Mm -hmm. because they were thinking in that moment that they had displeased you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And And, and they even, they even apologize for, for apologizing. (laughs) That's yeah. That's something. And so you might have a difficult time saying no. What I love so much about this one is like, that is a really good check-in y'all. And and if there was a homework assignment, in case we forget, practice saying no, just go ahead and start right now. Take your safe risks and start practicing on easy ways to say no. Create a little list. Yeah, we were talking about Andrew Huberman last time. And what was it? D- distress creating? Distress tolerance. T- distress tolerance. Yeah. There's one that you can practice on. Yeah. And just get your reps in, build your muscle. Exactly. Your no muscle. Exactly. <laughs> Use the discomfort, yeah. feeling your feelings in the moment and let other people take responsibility for their feelings and you take responsibility for your feelings because you're creating it. Yeah. And we're not saying that it's easy to do these things, <laughs> but you know, if, if you, if you want easy, go back and listen to our, our episode from a month or so ago on change, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not easy. These things take practice, you know, and even as I feel like in this moment, like I'm feeling confident about it, because I do think in a lot of ways I have worked through people pleasing, it was masked with anxiety, Uh right? Like when you, I feel like there's so much about anxiety that um, masks a lot of things about me, Mm -hmm. but that I feel very confident in saying no now. Yeah. Whereas before that, I, I definitely could have fit into that mold. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the causes mm. of people pleasing, because I think that that really gets to the heart, understanding what it is about you other than culture. Culture is a huge one that oh. you've been trained to be a people pleaser. But, you know, I think that we see a lot of people who, who have low self-esteem, low self-worth. Right. Right. And you know, the interesting thing about that is that 
it just compiles upon itself. If you're already having low self-esteem and then you're people pleasing and you're not having conversations and you're not connecting with yourself and you're not taking care of your own needs. I mean, it's like a, a perfect snowball. It is to becoming the doormat. Yes. So having that feeling because you are, you are, you are creating it for yourself Yeah, with your thinking and your, your feeling and you're doing people. Yeah. It's the opposite of distress tolerance, right? Right. It's, it's that acceptance that, well, I'm, I need to be small. I need, uh, I'm not worthy of anything more than just being everybody's doormat. That's where I belong. And they can walk over me and rub their feet, <laughs> wipe their feet on me. And it's such a, that's such a terrible thought. Even when you say it, I mean, oh, it just, it, it's, it's, it's really heartbreaking yeah. to think about that. And the other one we see here is perfectionism, which mm-hmm. no, rolls right in that. from our, our last week episode. Yeah. And that's, you know, wanting everything to be just so including again, right. Manipulating other people's feelings because you want things to be perfect. So you want other people to behave in a certain way to feel a certain way yeah. to get your needs met, which is so interesting because when we think about that in and of itself, you know, like I get mad, I get, I get happy, I get frustrated, but why do I feel like it's not okay for other people to be mad yeah. or frustrated, right? What is it about my thinking that has me uh, reacting, you know, viscerally inside, which Sonia, we didn't talk about this, but it, you know, like that could go straight down to that inner child, right? This is where you could oh, yeah. go and figure out your core beliefs. Where did you yes. get this line of thinking? Well, and, and what it all boils down to is that we have been trained from an early age that we are responsible for other people's feelings, right? So-and-so hurt you hurt so-and-so's you hurt. feelings. You need to apologize. Mm-hmm. And it's just not the case. Mm-hmm. I keep going back to the energy level. We we have never talked about the Enneagram. Do you know anything about the Enneagram? I know enough to be dangerous. Yeah. Well, I've had students forever who keep asking me, Dr. Green, what's your Enneagram? And so finally, I got the book and I was reading it. And But The Road Back to You, I think it's, it's Ian Crone. And I am a five. I am a firmly a five. So I am a person who's always afraid that I'm not going to have enough energy, (laughs) which who knew, but if you all have listened to me over the last 70 some episodes, I'm always talking about depleting energy. That's a big one for me. Interesting. I'm like taking it in like what? Well, and it's exhausting to me to think about trying to please everyone, to meet everyone's needs. So it's interesting that, you know, that has a lot to do with, with the way I'm made that I focus on energy, but Mm -hmm. the perfectionism, all of the low self-esteem, all of that requires so much energy to think that we can actually have any effect Mm -hmm. on other people's thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's one of the reasons I find so much freedom and being able to give that up, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's easy to let them feel. Oh my gosh, Sonia, when, I mean, you know, the the complexities of this is not lost on me as, but the complexity of the, of the relationship with, with self and other, right. This is back to relationships Mm -hmm. and how we interact with other people in our environment, whoever they may be. And 
as we become more evolved in our journey and learning how, you know, it, it all just is that trickle down. I love how you called it energy. I would call it feelings, you know, the, because energy is a feeling we all tap into this. Like none of us escapes all of this. We are all working this model in some level. So I do want to, I feel, I feel pretty confident in saying that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even if we come at it with different language, with different experiences, we're we're all moving through it. And yeah, and your past experiences, we called it culture at at the outset, but that's as probably as big an indicator as any. If you, if you deal with people pleasing, it's your past experience Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how much of that you've carried with you. Right. Again, kind of going back to that child, those childhood experiences and what you were exposed to as a child and how you navigated relationships as a child and thinking that your behavior could change that of your parents' behavior. At some point, I don't know, my, well, my parents did divorce, but I was, I was a 32 year old adult when that happened, but there was still a lot of that surfaced for me because I think, you know, watching them grow up or as I was growing up and watching them, I, I was mindful of wanting to be thinking I could control if mom was happy, if dad was happy, then everything's going to be okay. And how much of that conflict can I take out of this equation? Right. And I could not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how so many people pleasers are born, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking at it from the standpoint of, of watching other women, watching older women in my life, my grandmother, I, I am not even sure if you asked her, her favorite dessert, let's right. say, mm-hmm. if she could even name it because she spent her, she spent her life making things that other people want mm. that, but I think it's also important to say, and maybe this is a good segue into the effects of people pleasing, just making those things doesn't necessarily mean that she's a people pleaser. Right. Because she probably took a lot of pride in how she cooked. She got a lot of external validation out of people saying things about what a fine cook or seamstress or quilt maker whatever it is that your grandmother did. Yeah. What's, what's the thing that, that makes the difference is if first, if you validate yourself and you do it for the joy, Mm -hmm. for the love that it creates within you. And then there are no strings attached to anything that you do or give to others. And you are left feeling, I'm going to use the term whole and complete that you don't feel depleted, that it gives you energy. It doesn't. (laughs) Well, there's that. I mean, but that's what it is. That's what changes it. It is just like perfectionism. You know, we talked about how there's a perfectionism that comes from excellence and there's a perfectionism that comes from fear. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can do things for other people. We can spend our lives doing things for other people and not be a people pleaser. Right. Not the way that we're talking not feeling like a doormat, yes. not feeling resentful, not feeling guilty. If you don't do for others. Yeah. And it all comes from your thoughts. Yep. Yep. If you genuinely derive joy, like you said, you are energized by it, Mm -hmm. then it's not an issue. Mm -hmm. But if you're afraid of what people are going to think of you, if you're 
you know, if it's coming from that place of I'm not good enough, then that's when it is an issue because it's always from that place of fear and shame and lack. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Versus abundance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how are we going to fix this? How are we going to get them to turn their holidays around and start some practices that makes people pleasing into a healthy relationship with themselves and others. I'm going to tell you. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now. I knew you would. You're going to work on yourself first. You're going to look inward girlfriend and ask yourself some questions and look at your motivations and figure out, like you mentioned earlier, developing ways to check in, look for your easy win on a, where can you practice saying no, getting those reps in mm-hmm. and seeing this as an act of self-love, right? Yeah, a self-care yeah. doing this from a place of nurturing yourself, because it's going to also nurture the relationships you're in. That's the beautiful. I love the word nurture because that's such a reflexive model. If you're, if you're nurturing others and you're nurturing yourself. Yeah. So that would be my first advice to start small and work on yourself first. Yeah. We started talking about how the holidays are the thing. And this is like perfectionism. You don't throw all of it out at once and just start with a whole new plan. Oh my God. Oh, that's like, that's like people making their uh, meal plans. Yes, exactly. The week or the day like that. What do we call it? Virtuous planning. Yeah. No virtuous planning here, y'all. No. But maybe, maybe you always have Thanksgiving at your house or you always have the holiday meal at your house where you prepare all the food. A small step would be to say, we're having it, but hey, could you bring this dish mm-hmm. and ask somebody else, could you bring a dish mm-hmm. instead of feeling like you have to do it all? Because you know what? You are, you might have been denying people the opportunity to take part that. in this mm-hmm. gathering all along so many times. And maybe, you know, this, this is just me, but when, when I get into people pleasing mode, I feel like I have to, well, nobody else wants to do it. It's all on me. And I've seen so many clients fall into that same track, right. but maybe it, it, Give somebody some investment if they could bring a dish or two as well. Right. And that makes it, that pulls back again into that. What do you need? Taking care of your needs first and looking in, because if you're taking care of your needs, then you're not going to be feeling like you can't show up or you can't say no, or you can't do things. You're going to be like, oh, I feel taken care of. I've said no to things I can say no to. And I've said yes to things I can say yes to. I've delegated a little bit right? There you go. Let's take those small steps. You know, we're not, we're not throwing it all out and creating a whole new plan, but to that end, I think it's important to sit down first and decide what are your goals with this? What are your priorities? Right. I I was going to think like, look down and be, and be honest with yourself and look at yourself with truth and sensitivity. Yeah. And because that's going to make your life easier, because if you don't look in, if you're not honest and truthful with yourself, it's going to make it more difficult. Yeah. People pleasers are not in integrity with themselves. Correct. They are not honoring their values. So it's important to set it all back to that. What do I need 
to be in integrity with myself and where can I start the small step? Mm -hmm. I was thinking a lot as we were prepping for this episode about the previous episode, we had the power of the pause. Mm -hmm. I love that episode so much because I think, and I think it fits especially well here because that whole concept that Frankel has between the stimulus and the response between someone asking you to do something, if you can just take a minute, if you can just say, you know, I need to get back to you on that. I need Mm -hmm. to check my calendar or whatever you can do to put them off Mm -hmm. and give you time to really reflect. Mm -hmm. What I love so much about what you're saying there too, because it's it's, it's that mindful practice of checking in, grounding yourself in the moment, taking that breath for yourself, being truthful and honest and ask, asking for some time if you need it and moving forward from a place of integrity. (laughs) Because your habit brain, if you just, if you don't drop in that pause, Mm -hmm. your habit brain is going to say, yes, yeah. You're in default right, right? out there. Yeah. Well, You've and, got to interrupt that habit brain. Mm-hmm. And somewhere I had made a note about like, even that thought that we're on habit brain is you're still, you still have to take responsibility for the choice because in the end, when you, when you give ownership away of, a, of calling it a habit, you're also giving away ownership of the responsibility of the emotions you're creating for yourself. So if you see everything, I like I'm, I'm working on this with myself. And when I coach my clients, like it is no longer a habit you are, it's a choice. Yes. It's a choice. Whether you say yes or no to people, whether you pause or not, you are still responsible for how you feel. Yep. Again, we've been taught so many times that if we please ourselves, then we are being selfish. Mm. Mm-hmm. And really we are creating a better world, both right. for ourselves and for others. If we show up in an, in integrity, you know, and here's the other, like, I want to go one step further, you know, how, you know, to be an inspiration to others. If you break down the word inspiration is to be in spirit. Yes. So if you are in spirit of authenticity, what a better way to show up for yourself and others than to be in spirit of saying, saying what you mean and mean what you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. period. And isn't that a beautiful way to think about spending the holidays? Right. In spirit. <laughs> That's the whole goal. I mean, it should be in spirit of self-love yes. mm-hmm. integrity so that I can be in a, in a good place and I can share that with other people and you know, all good. Yep. It's all good. We make it, we are, we making it, are we simplifying it too much, but I am getting fired up thinking about it. Like, I, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it, it all goes back to that practice of honoring yourself. And in doing that, you are going to honor other people. You're going to be gifting them. Mm-hmm. And in asking yourself, like, has people pleasing ever worked for you? Has it ever worked? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How do you show up when you're people pleasing? <laughs> right. Folks, we know how you show up. Mm-hmm. We know how we show up. Generally, I don't know. Maybe you are good at fooling people. Maybe they are convinced that you love having everybody over to your house and cooking all the food and doing all the cleanup. Mm-hmm. But again, if you are not in the space you need to be in, if you're not in integrity with yourself, mm-hmm. then 
you are creating a lesser experience than you deserve. I, I think that's so good. And, and like asking yourself the question at some point you, you got to check in and why am I unhappy? Yeah. What am I feeling right now? Why do I feel guilty? Why do I feel resentful? And just kind of rolling that back and answering your questions honestly and truthfully. And then you can, you know, decide ahead of time. How do I want to show up for the holidays? Yep. How do I, for, for my people in my, in my relationships, how am I going to relate to myself and to my people during the next days, weeks, months? That's one thing that I know ahead of time, because my word that I decided I was going to work on this year was abundance. Abundance. So good. And so if I am showing up abundantly, then I am pouring out all the love and joy that I can to share with those people. Hmm. That's what I want. That's how I want to show up. You know, that is so interesting to hear you say that, you know, I did pick a word at the beginning of the year and, you know, my mom passed away and kind of just hadn't thought about my word in a very long time. And I think I still have, you know, at this recording, still got like 80 days left in the year to work out my word. Powerful, powerful. Hmm. Oh, I I think there's lots of ways you've met that this year. You want to know, I'll tell y'all my little secret to keep my word in my, in the forefront of my mind. I don't remember if I printed it or, or wrote it. I can't see it right now, but it's on my desk at school. Mm-hmm. I have it taped to, to my pen holder there, just mm-hmm. abundance. Mm-hmm. And ever so often I'll look up and I'll be reminded. Mine used to be behind me hanging on that wall with stickers and they fell off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe you're ready to move on to something else, but anyway, I guess it's time to wind down for now, yeah. but We wish you an abundant holiday season. We'll be, Mm -hmm. of course, be with you throughout. But I certainly, and I think moving away from people pleasing is one way to feel the abundance of the season. I I would wholeheartedly agree. And I think it also that being in spirit of yourself, showing up authentically with love first for you, because what a better way to spend the holidays than show up happy, yeah. right? And just from that place and of, rested, right? <laughs> and wanting to be there, wanting to be relating to your people in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So practice small. Start with one thing that you can pause and reflect on before you respond this week. Mm-hmm. And then next week, have a goal of doing it two times or five times. Just build on those wins. Yep. Don't people please share your happiness. Okay. Well, let's talk about how we can, we can share our abundance. (laughs) Y'all. Okay. This is going to be my line here today. We need you to get over on to the iTunes and leave us some, some reviews. We need written reviews so that we can, you know, get our word out there to the masses. So if you found, if you found some value in this, if you have a people pleaser in your family, if you have, if you suspect your friend, if you haven't shared this with her already, and, or maybe it's your mom that needs to hear the word, please, please share this with the community and drop us a written review. And we would surely appreciate it. And do we still have coffee cups left on you? We do. We do have some left. So if you leave a written review, we will drop your name in in the drawing for 
a coffee mug, a lovely coach's cup mug, and we'll share some of our abundance with you because this has been a huge year of growth for us. Uh, And we, we thank all of you for making that possible, but it, it is sharing these episodes and giving us those written reviews that helps us show up in the, the algorithms when people are looking, but, but we appreciate you. And so rather than you made this point last week and I loved it rather than spending advertising dollars on getting the word out, we would much rather do this as a grassroots kind of way and thank you for your loyal listenership. So we want to send you something, but we do need that little written review. All right. All right. Happy holidays. And yeah, if you are looking for coaching through the holidays, you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com. And you can find me at the NoBS weight loss program. And what a better gift than to give yourself in the gift of coaching. I mean, hello, we need a whole podcast on that, Sonia. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to talk about that. All right. Well, thank you all. And we'll see you next week. Bye.